This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Should you hunt elk solo or should you get a guide? Tips to help make that decision and more on this episode. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today I want to address the question directly, should you get a guide to go elk hunting or should you go solo? Now, that is not a simple question to answer or to address. Now, sure, I could just give a recommendation. I could say one way or the other. Or I could say, this is, my, this is what I believe you should do. But it's just not that simple because it depends on your circumstances and your situation. There is a right and wrong answer, but it's different based on who you are and what you're doing, what your plan is, where you live, all these various factors. So should you go solo or should you get a guide? How do you make that decision? What kind of information do you need? Now, I'm going to say here, to begin with, I'm assuming that it is financially possible for you to get a guide. All right? If it's not financially possible, then that answers the question, right? Obviously, solo is the way to go, right? If you can't get a guide, if it's not within your budget, if it's not even within the realm of possibility, Right. So let me clarify that some, you know, for for all of us have a budget. There's the amount of money that we are able and willing to spend on any endeavor. Here we're talking about elk hunting. Now, you might say, well, I don't have any budget. Well, if you want to go elk hunting, you are going to you're going to dedicate funds to that to make that happen. You may not just say, OK, I'm going to set aside X number of hundreds or thousands of dollars. And this is my budget. But it's what money can you come up with? Can you put together between now and when you want to actually go and do this? 
what is possible for you to pull together, that's going to be your budget. A lot of people would say they don't have money for a guide, but they could pull the money together if they really felt like they needed to, if it was really important. You know, a lot of the same people, they could come up with money to buy a new gun every year. They could come up with money to go golfing. They could come up with money to buy another car. They could come up with money to do whatever it is they really, really want to do. They're able to come up with the money. So the same thing is true here. If you really, really want to do it, you're going to be able to come up with a certain amount of money. Now, a guide is going to, that, that could stretch beyond what you could even come up with. You know, a lot of guys that go up to Alaska to hunt Kodiak brown bears, they're paying $30,000, $40,000 for the trip for the total package. The flights, the travel, the lodging, the guide, the everything. They're paying the tags, they're paying that kind of money. So for most people, myself included, it is not possible to come up with that kind of money for an elk hunt or any hunt. It's just not in the realm of possibility short of selling a house or cashing in everything that you have. You're just not going to be able to do that. It's just not feasible. But there is an amount of money that every person could come up with in a one to two years time period for whatever they really, really, really want to do and pursue. How much money is that? That's that's up to you. That depends on your budget and your situation and circumstances. So I'm assuming that, you know, to have a guide, this is at least in the realm of possibility within one to two years, you could come up with the money that you need to do this. And if you can't, if it's not possible, well, then that's your answer. It's, it's dictated by your circumstances. Solo is going to be the only option that you're able to go. And that's okay. There, there are strategies for that. But, uh, it, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So let's jump into it. Now, what does a guide cost? What does it cost to get an elk hunting guide? Well, usually, not always, of course, but usually, you know, guides are included in a package price that an outfitter is going to charge you. And an outfitter is going to handle everything. All you have to do is get to the airport and then the outfitter takes it from there. They coordinate logistics, travel, food. Now, some will coordinate your travel, like your airfare there. Some are going to pick you up at the airport once you arrive. It's up to you to get there whatever the case may be, and then the guide, processing, shipping the meat back is all part of that package. You can get a guide separately from an outfitter. All right, you can absolutely get a guide separately from an outfitter, but then it's still up to you to come up with all those other things on your own. Can you save money by not going through an outfitter? Absolutely, you can save money, but you will invest a lot of time. And you will invest, you will spend money. It, it's not like you just save all that money. You're going to have to buy all these things and figure these things out and pay people and rent cars and ship your meat back and figure out all the details. And now the price for any of these services is going to depend upon the length of your trip, of your hunt, as well as the relative level of comfort and, and hands-off that you want. 
So, you know, and these prices can fluctuate greatly depending on season, depending on location, depending on state and all those things. But, you know, everything included for a full outfitter, say you're going to somewhere like Colorado to hunt big spaces and and you're going to do maybe a five day hunt or something like that. You're going to be in the range, in the zone of five to ten thousand dollars. Easy. Easy. Could be more. Maybe. Maybe could be a little less. Um, but that's about what you're looking at paying for, you know, the whole thing. The whole experience. It could easily be more. Sixteen, twenty thousand if you want to go longer or if you want to have the best of the best. Uh, it's very easy to spend more. That is that goes it's that goes without question. Spending more is the easiest thing you can do. Spending less is what's hard. But you're looking at five to ten thousand dollars to for a full outfitted experience for maybe a five or so day hunt, plus or minus, whatever the case may be. If you were to just get a guide, you're probably gonna be spending somewhere between around five hundred dollars a day. Now that's plus or minus a few hundred dollars. Depends on where you're going, depends on what's going on, depends on the experience level of the guide. You could easily spend a thousand dollars a day just on a guide, but you're you're probably looking at you know if you set a zone of plus or minus around five hundred dollars, you know that's a fair average. Um, well, at least it was the last time I looked into it. These things change over time; they can change quickly. Um, all sorts of things can affect it. So. You know, if you want to just get a guide, say you're talking $500 a day, maybe you want to do a three-day hunt. You're going to go for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or or whatever. Whatever the three days would be, you know, that's $1,500 in guide fees. Full outfitter experience might be five, $6,000. But what's included in that? Well, that's going to be your lodging, your food, your transportation to and from the airport. That is going to be... The cost to process the meat, to ship the meat back, uh, as well as usually your tags. That's often, well, can be included. So you're going to pay all these kinds of fees in addition. If you were to try to do it all yourself on the cheap and do your research and everything you can do, instead of paying maybe $6,000, you could get that guide for $1,500. And then you could buy everything else, and you'd probably, with the tag, you might be coming out around four thousand, forty-five hundred. Um, you know, the cost to rent a car these days is astronomical. It is just ridiculous. That could be another grand, easy, just for a few days of car rental. It's unbelievable. It's depending on where you go and the time of year. You know, just two or three years ago, you could rent a car for fifty bucks a day. Now it's like crazy but you've got all these different costs so you could save a little money you could save a significant you could save a couple thousand dollars if you do it yourself all right if you but now you've got to figure all this stuff out you've got to get all these logistics taken care of how are you going to get the meat back how are you going to get the head and the antlers back what are you going to do with all of that how are you going to get it chilled quickly packaged sent back, get back at the right time to the right place. Who's going to do that? 
you need to figure out these kind of things. You got to make all your own reservations. You got to make sure you've got availability. You got to line up all the dates and all the options. There's a lot of legwork and, and you got to find the best option for you in each spot to the specific nth detail. You have to coordinate with your guide and so on. So you're going to be spending still a lot of time and a lot of money. None of this stuff is cheap. So you see the price tag for a full outfitted hunt. And yeah, it seems like a lot of money, but you're one, it's because you're paying it all up front. And yeah, it is a lot of money, but to do this costs a lot of money. And you're paying someone who knows what they're doing to take care of all the details, to save you time and headache. And that's how it goes. Now, is it worth doing that? Again, that depends on what your budget is, what, what you can come up with, what you can afford. And then you've got the guide piece. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, I personally, my recommendation is if you've never been to an area and you're traveling a significant distance and you're taking time off work and you've got to ship firearms and you're going to go through all this work and time and energy and travel then I think in most situations, it is worth doing the outfit experience. At least your first time or two that you want to do it. It is worth going through all that or paying people so that you don't have to, to go do all that headache if you're able to do it. All right. If you've been to a place and you start to learn the land and you know where the public land is and you know places you can stay and you know you know where the different services are around and what you can get to eat and where FedEx is and all these kind of things, then you are reaching a point where, okay, it is not that difficult for you to line up and coordinate everything on your own. For you to take care of it all becomes more and more realistic. And often that can, that can be what happens. Somebody goes on a full outfitted hunt they go somewhere, they may go one or two times. After the second time, they're thinking, okay, I know where everything is. I got an idea. I remember we drove past these places. They know what hotels are reasonable. Uh, you begin to develop a sense for the area. You may not need the outfitter. You, you can book your own stuff. You can do the extra work. You can save some money. But you're going to spend a lot of money either way. Okay, so how do you figure out if it's worth doing all this well the travel piece if you can drive somewhere and hunt you probably don't need to go through all this 
all right? If you can just get in a car and drive there and hunt, then you can leave on a Friday afternoon, hunt Saturday, Sunday, come back, be ready for work. You could go back the next weekend. If it's not a major excursion for you, then the the necessity and the value of getting a guide and an outfitter begins to diminish. So think about, okay, where do you live? Where do you want to hunt? If you live in Colorado and you want to hunt in Colorado, well, you probably don't need to go through all this. You, you, you can probably manage everything just fine yourself. Maybe you have to drive two hours each way to go hunting, but hey, that's way better than spending thousands of dollars, you know. But now if you live in Maine and you want to hunt in Colorado, well, you're talking about a much bigger excursion. You're spending an entire day traveling each way. This is not a weekend warrior kind of deal. This is not a go every weekend until you get something. You don't have the luxury of being able to just go a few times, learn the land, learn the game, learn what's going on, and just you know keep going back every weekend until the season runs out or you get something. You don't have to, you know, you don't have that option. You're going, you've taken time off, you've booked a flight, the flight's not cheap, and you're there 100% living off of what's there. Hotels, eating out, whatever you buy there, you can, you're, you're minimal what you can take with you on an airplane, and that's what's going on. So if you're traveling a distance, the need for this kind of thing increases significantly. And I've talked about it before in some of the other elk hunting episodes, um, but just sort of distilling everything down around this topic, and that is the investment to go and hunt. I mean, you've got to get a tag. You've got to get all your gear. You've got to work on this for a year or two years in advance most of the time. There's a lot of things to learn and to know if you're going to make this big trip. You know, to, to travel halfway across the U.S., that is like traveling across several countries in Europe. I mean, you're talking about a whole day trip either direction. By the time you pack your car and you pack your bags and you drive to the airport and you get out and you check your bags and you get to the terminal and you sit and do nothing and you get on the plane and you take off and you've got your connection or two, and then you finally land at the other airport, then you got to get your bags through baggage and then you get out of the airport and then you're either getting a new rental car or someone's picking you up that's a day and you're exhausted and you're tired and you're worn out and it's been a long experience and you've invested money you've invested time so you want that to count you want all that effort and work to count if you're just jumping in the car and driving two hours your investment is minimal your margin for error and failure is much higher. Your tolerance level is much higher. You're not so worried about, well, if I don't get an elk this weekend, because I'll come back next weekend. It's not a big deal. If you can hunt local or semi-local, you don't need all those other things because the risk factor is minimal. You're not taking a whole week off work. I mean, you could, but you can just hunt on the weekends or you can scout on the weekends until you figure out your plan. And then you can take your week off work to hunt, you know, whatever the case may be. So it really depends on your distance and your investment to do this. 
Because um, if you're traveling across the country or across any country and you're living off of the location that you're at, you know, you've got to get hotels and all this stuff, you're spending that money one way or another. Whether you spend it with an outfitter or whether you do it yourself, you're spending that money. And um, the time and the energy and everything that goes into it is has value. It is worth money. So an outfitter is still making their profit, but they've got it down to a science. They have a system. They know exactly what to do. They know where to put people, how to get them around, what to feed them, the best timing. They've done this so many times. They know how to do the perfect level of hospitality. They know how to get you out into the woods. They know how to pair you with the perfect guide for where you're able to go, what you're able to do, what your goals are and where you're able to hunt. They've got lots of properties that they're paying leases on or have exclusive rights to, thousands and thousands of acres that you're able to hunt on. And they've just, they got it all down. They figured it all out. Now they don't go out and, and just take you onto a ranch and say, okay, here's an elk, shoot it, get your antlers, go home. All right, that's not hunting. That's, that, that does happen some places, but that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about all the things that go into a hunt. And so if you're going to be spending all this money and, and you get there and you stay in hotels and you, you're you on Onyx or Google trying to find places you can hunt in public land and, of course, you're not going to have any luck getting on the, on the private land. It's just not going to happen. Then you get out there and you just poke around for a few days and you don't see anything and now your hunt's over and you got to fly back and you got nothing. You didn't even see an elk. You don't know where the elk are. You don't even know if you're in the right part of the state. You have no idea. All you know is you've spent thousands of dollars and you've got nothing. Whereas with the outfitter or the guide, you spend that money and you have a very high chance of success. Very high chance. These guys, they don't they don't make a living. They're, you know, they're not getting repeat business. They're not getting good reviews. If they don't have a very high success rate of at least putting hunters within a reasonable shot distance of game. They've got to do that most of the time for them to stay in business. It's just the way it is. So your chances of success, assuming it's a reputable outfitter, you definitely got to do your homework. Definitely dig in. Don't just go with whatever you find on Google first or whatever the cheapest option is. Dig in. Do your homework. Make sure these people are legit. Never pay until you're sure. And then you know you're going to have a pretty reasonably high level of success. But it all depends on where you're coming from. If you're going cross-country to a place you've never been, ooh, guide, outfitter, either or both, it's probably going to be your, your highest chance for success and to enjoy your trip. That's the other side. You want to enjoy this trip. You want to have fun. Now, some people, I mean, they are, you know, adventurous. They are Boy Scouts. They are, um, you know, extreme wilderness, survival, whatever. They thrive off of just getting off the plane into the unknown and figuring it out and just, you know, flying by the seat of their pants and camping off the grid and finding hotels, just driving around or whatever. Some people thrive on that. If that's you, then great. Most people do not thrive on that. 
Most people would rather not waste half a day driving around trying to figure out where are they, where to go, what's around. They'd rather spend that time focused on doing something they enjoy doing. So you want to think about, okay, how do I enjoy this trip the most? How, how do I have the most fun? How do I have the best experience? It's not just about bringing an elk home, although that is the number one objective. It's about enjoying the hunt. And, and, and you know, a good guide, you can talk with them about, okay, this is the way I like to hunt. This is my physical fitness. This is where I'm at. This is the kind of, you know, I, I'm able to hike this far. I'm able to climb this much. Uh, I want to go into this kind of country or I do not want to go into that kind of country. And they're going to be able to take you places that best fit your preferences and, and help you have the best chance of success in those kind of areas. So it's about enjoying the hunt. You know, to just strike out and launch out into the deep. If you like doing that and you enjoy that, then that's probably the right thing for you. But, you know, if you find that stressful and not a good use of your vacation days and your money, then, you know, you need help. Now, if, you, if you're traveling across the country and you know somebody that lives in the area, whether they're a hunter or not, you're able to get intel, you're able to get help, you're able to get advice, you're able to get recommendations, you're able to stay with them, or they're able to, to point you in the right direction. And then maybe you can coordinate everything yourself with relative ease and their help, and then you can get a guide, not an outfitter, save a little money but still have someone that knows the land, that knows where the elk are. And that's what a guide does. Their life, their, their living is based on knowing the land, knowing the game, knowing where they can go, knowing how to come back and, and lead people towards areas where the elk are moving, where they've been staying. And there's plenty, thousands and tens of thousands of acres with no animals on it not taking you there and helping you have the highest chance of success. All right, so there are places that I personally know how to hunt. I've spent years in the field, duck hunting, deer hunting, turkey hunting. There are places that I know I can go there with relative certainty that, that I'm going to be able to take game on a regular basis. Not every hunt. Nothing works every time, but on a regular basis, I'm going to be able to have success there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, um, there's other people. They, I, I, 
I saw somebody on Facebook. I'm going to do a whole episode on this topic soon, but I saw somebody on Facebook. They made a post. It was something like, you know, they've been turkey hunting for 30 years. They've gotten one Jake and they're quitting. And I sat there. I was like, 30 years? You've taken one bird. That's terrible. But I'm thinking, how did you not learn the land? How did you not figure out what not to do? How did you not learn through this process? I mean, I will admit it took me, it was not until my fourth season turkey hunting that I finally took a turkey. But then since then, I've been at about a 75% success rate season over season. All right. I, I, I took me time to learn, had to learn the land, had to learn the sport, had to learn all this stuff, had to learn how to hunt them, had to learn what not to do, where not to go, when to call it, when to move, when to, to do stuff. Uh, all of those things. But once I learned it, I got better and better and better and better. And I learned where to go. And I learned the best spots and when those spots produce. With duck hunting, with deer hunting, with, you know, I learned a lot last season, even just in and of itself with goose hunting. Tons of new information about my area and where I can go, and what time of day, and what where ha, where do I have good chances of success? And you learn this over the course of years of hunting your land, the public land in your area. Most of the one I'm referring to is public land. You learn these spots. You learn where to go. You find these little honey holes that other people don't know about. And 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 you just develop that knowledge of the land. And then you can pull game out of the land when it seems like nobody else can get game. And people are like, how are you doing that? And you're like, I just don't know where to go. But you're not quick to give those spots up. You are not quick to tell people how to get there and how to go there. and Because you've worked hard to get that knowledge. You've worked hard to learn that land and how the game used that land. You know, that's, that's an investment. You're not going to give that away to somebody that just drives into town and says, Hey, I'm here now. Show me where to hunt. You know, you're just not going to, that's just not going to happen. And that's why if you, you travel somewhere to hunt, finding the good spots, finding where the game are and how they use the land, people aren't just going to give that away. You know, when you're paying a guide, you, you are forking over serious money to have them share their life's knowledge and experience with you. That's what's going on there. You're sharing or you're paying serious money. You're paying what the knowledge is worth, to be honest. You're paying what the knowledge and experience is worth because you don't have years to accumulate it because you don't live here. And you know, from their standpoint also, they, they have a couple of different kinds of benefits here versus just the casual you're not going to come back and hunt that spot without them right you're going to get back on a plane and you're gone so they don't have to worry about okay now you're going to be there every saturday and ruin their best spot or whatever the case might be also oftentimes they're taking you onto private land where they have exclusive access they've got permission from the landowner they may pay a heavy sum every year to be able to, to go out there and take people out there. And you're not going to be able to hunt that land, period. And you're not going to be able to drive into town and just get permission. Now, you start dropping 
you know, if you, if you can write $20,000 checks and say, hey, let me hunt on your land for the week. Okay, yeah, you, you, can, you can make that happen if you had enough money, but that's the case for just about nobody. And if you had that kind of money, you just get an outfitter anyway, so you don't have to think about it. So, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to go where they're going to take you. So it works out for them. They're not giving away their spot, so to speak, because you're leaving. And because if you did come back, you probably couldn't hunt there anyway. So there is a relationship there where the outfitter can help you, can take you to the right and the best spots and show you the the best way to have success that you're not going to be able to figure out or do on your own because you just, you haven't lived there. You have not spent days and weeks and months just chasing the game and scouting and hunting and learning the lay of the land and when they're where and all of those things. So uh, if you're putting in a lot of investment, time, money, energy to go on an elk hunt across the country, then you want to have the best chance of success and the best chance of enjoying your hunt. So, you know, when I first got started, I was not in any way pro-guide. In fact, I had nothing but disdain for outfitters. I could not figure out how they could get away with charging the outrageous sums of money that it seemed like they were charging and all these things. But now, having been been a hunter for for years, um, I have a newfound appreciation for the business and the craft of the outfitter and the guide. Now, some, I think, are extortionists. What they charge versus what they give you, I think, is just straight extortion. I don't think the value is there. Um, They may sell it real big, but at the end of the day, what they're really doing for what they're getting paid, uh, it's extortion. And this is why, though, you need to kick the tires. This is why you need to, to find out who's actually used that person, who's used that service, who's used that outfitter. You need to talk to those people. You need to ask them, hey, was it worth it? Would you do it again? What did you enjoy? Um, you, know, you need to get that kind of information from people. And you want to know, if their customers feel like this investment was worth it? Or they feel like they just got you know, a shuttle from the airport and dropped off at a hotel and then somebody picked them up the next morning to take them out and they didn't see anything and... They didn't have anything to eat and they starved and they had a drink out of a brook and they had a terrible time. Um, you know, you probably don't want to go with that person, right? You, that's, not, that's not a good experience. That's not a fun trip. You, you need to kick the tires on these folks. So what's the final analysis here? Well, the final analysis is this. If you cannot come up with the money for either a guide or an outfitter, now keep in mind, just the cost of an elk tag can be anywhere between $500 and $2,500, depending on state, area, season, year, whatever. You, I mean, just the cost of the tag, the piece of paper that lets you hunt and take an animal, you can pay a lot of money for that. You got to get an out-of-state license or whatever the case may be. All right. You're talking serious money. This is not an endeavor for just somebody, you know, who who doesn't really care, just wants to give it a shot, doesn't have any money, you know, th- this is not a low budget item. Now, in-state tags can be very inexpensive, although they can also be difficult to get. If you go through a guide or an outfitter, 
often they have the ability to get tags, outfitter tags and guide tags, so they can guarantee a tag for their customer. That customer still has to pay retail price for that tag, but the guide's able to get those tags because that's their business. Whereas if you are a resident, tags might be $25, but you got to enter a lottery or whatever the case may be for you to be able to get one. It, every state is different, every area is different, and it can change from year to year. But all of that is part of the equation. So if you're local or semi-local or you know somebody in the area, you may be able to get away with not doing an outfitter or a guide. If you're trying to save money, but you're traveling a long distance, you're you're investing time and vacation and energy and all those things, but you, you're you're just you're strapped. You may want to try to just get a guide and save some money by investing hassle and time to take care of everything else yourself. But I'm going to say I would think the average person, the average person now, the average, not the exception, but the average, probably is going to have see value and be glad that they went with an outfitter. Assuming they got a good outfitter, they investigated them, they kicked the tires, they did their homework, they're confident in their ability, they're confident in the experience. The average person is going to have the best time, the best hunt, and come back feeling the best finding a good outfitter service. Um, that is where I have landed. I have gone full circle on the system, on the process, on the equation and the perspective from being anti-everything to now realizing, well, okay, there is a lot more to this. This is a much bigger thing than what I first thought my, my first or second hunting season when I was going out to the woods wearing sneakers because I didn't even own a pair of boots. You know, at that point, I'm trying to figure out how to get money for boots. The idea of spending thousands of dollars on an outfitter was just unheard of to me. And even now, um, that's not like some small chunk of change. That's not like something that's that I can just reach into my pocket and pull out. But I see the value now. And I have a lot of those other bases covered now. I have the basic gear. I have all those kinds of things. So um, to pay for a guide or to pay for an outfitter, it's... I've developed as a hunter and in my gear to the point where I realize, okay, that's, that's something that has value. Um, I can see why you would do that. And I think it's the right decision for various situations and circumstances. And I could talk more about guides related to other kinds of hunting. And, and it's a similar conversation, but it's not the same. It's not the same. If you wanted to get a guide to go deer hunting or a guide to go turkey hunting or a guide to go duck hunting, chances are you're going to be able to do any one of those locally. You can do you don't need an outfitter. You can do those locally. And you can go out and the best thing about doing those kind of things is to learn from those people. Now you're going to do the same thing with elk hunting. But if you're brand new to hunting and you just want to go waterfowl hunting, you know, I recommend you you find a guide to take you out so you can learn from them. You can glean, you can save hours and days and months by just learning from and watching and analyzing and seeing what they do and why they do it and asking questions. That's the reason you would pay that money 
for those kind of pursuits. Because you can hunt those wherever you are, most likely. You know, it's it's not about even getting your limit of ducks or getting your turkey or whatever the case may be. If you, It's about having a guide that can mentor you with excellence and that you can learn from. Now, if you're traveling, another story. But the thing about elk is you're traveling almost by default. If you're listening to this, chances are you don't live somewhere where you can hunt elk residently. You've got to travel to do it. So that's why it becomes a much bigger equation. That's why the costs go up. But that's why you really need to think about who am I? What's my situation? What would be best for me? And then maybe, you know, it's something you just need to save for. Maybe hunting next year is just not the best idea. Maybe you need to set a three-year goal. And you just need to put aside a hundred bucks a month for for a few years or whatever the case may be towards that and build up that fund so that you're able to do what you really want to do. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. You'll find all the other episodes on elk hunting, show notes, articles, episodes on every kind of hunting, pretty much. Um, It's all there. Really appreciate you for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.